Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Welcome to episode 27 of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, the legend of Exeter Chiefs, the prawn sandwich of rugby union, Ian Dunstan, and of course, our special guest, the dame of the realm, Sarah Cox, MBE. This week, on the field, controversy aplenty in the Six Nations. The men and women for Exeter Chiefs both win well. Local rugby roundout. Off the field, a deep dive into some of the decisions. In the bin, Ian has a rant and Lawrence Delalio's adverts. Let's get to it. Two locks and a cox. Can I just say before we start that you two have started something with this bloody dame thing. I got, I got asked just a minute ago, are you actually a dame? Yes. A genuine question there of actually a dame. There is nothing like a dame. Was it, was it your butler who asked you? Same. No, because my butler would know. <laughs> oh, of course he would, yeah. <laughs> no, I got asked, I, are you a dame? Is that why you went to the... Oh, I was like, oh, God, Genius. what have these plonkers started? This is great. If and the then you've also had want. a complaint that I'm not the dame. I, I am not a dame. Yeah, but I'm not a, a lie, dame, to be very clear. If a lie's told 20 times, it becomes true. No, don't say that. Yeah, lie, a lie told a thousand times ceases to be a lie, is the proverb I always use. All right, if I keep okay, telling well, people went... I'm a good referee, then it will become true, will it? <laughs> you are a good referee. Oh, look, and now you he's are. sucking up, look. Yeah, you and did, you I'm, are you as well, you don't didn't you didn't do the Chiefs women a favour this weekend, though. Harlequins and Excuse Saracens. Excuse you. Excuse you. I shouldn't infer bias. I know you have to, but That's not that was fair. one hell of a game, wasn't it? A hell of a game. Do, the, do you, as a referee, are there some games you go off going, wasn't that a great game? I come off and I say, I love that for every second of that like referee in it yeah. and I, that was one of those games that yeah. came off and I was like that was fantastic two teams going hammer and tongs genuinely and, and you are like Miss, Miss, Mrs Cellophane you're not really you're, I'm you're, not doing you're, anything you're facilitating it y- yeah. they're both making it happen exactly That that's exactly how I felt is that I, I wasn't doing anything but I was doing something but I didn't have like it was just them moving the ball around them playing rugby mm-hmm. and it was it was fantastic and like, after really that good. everyone's talking about the game and not talking about the referee, which yeah. unlike the six unlike nations, the six, we, I mean, <laughs> we're back again. So, We've made so the headlines should we, again. Should we should we go straight for the six nations? Should we go for it? Should we go through? Should we go through game by game? We'll go with the easy one first. So Ireland absolutely battered Italy, thirty six nil, with a much changed team, and and it's quite funny. A lot of pundits are coming out and saying, "Didn't Italy do well?" Because Ireland playing like they were should have beaten them by sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, it wasn't the New Zealand that put 95 points over them in the World Cup, was mm. it? So, yeah, clearly Italy have learned from that. A really tight game with England, that would have puffed up the chests. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ireland's just like that, isn't it? You just look at their bench as well. They're, they're, they're rolling well, on players you look, after. You look at the players that aren't playing. Tag, uh, yeah. oh, tag yes. Burn, have a week off. Peter yeah. Mahoney, have a week off. You're mm-hmm. all right. We'll, we'll just give you boys a rest. and we'll... the, 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 That flanker, who was such a rangy runner, I can't think of his name now. Um, he made a break and went for like 40 metres. He just got a simple ball. because The man you thought you were. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. but they, a rangy they runner. In his head. Yeah. No, but they, 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 lots of teams play the second man play, they throw it out the back. But the thing with Ireland was they were, they, were, they were cunning enough to throw the short balls in as well. And that's where they're scoring just easy tries. They're just playing some good rugby, aren't, aren't they? they? That's I, what you want to watch. I maintain, I know we've just had a Rugby World Cup and South Africa won the Rugby World Cup, but I believe that Ireland are the best rugby team in the world. Probably, yeah. Uh... What, the Five Nations and Ireland, as it should be called currently in this competition, because they're the only ones that have really shown true promise. Mm. I mean, no, the- but I think that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Like, if you look at it, you, everyone's expectations were that France were going to come back, prove a point. 
that Ireland were going to come back, prove a point. And so far, it's only Ireland that have proved a point, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, even when they had that young lad singing the anthem, how good was he? Oh, my goodness. Brilliant. That's hard Unreal. to do it. And, um, Unreal. <laughs> England are trying to generate an atmosphere. Ireland just had an atmosphere. Do you know what's really interesting as well? is when you've got those earpieces in, you can hear yourself talk. So we have them as referees as well. So whenever I blow my whistle, I can hear it in my ear. Right. And it's really that's, difficult. That's amazing, that, Coxie. Normally, when I blow a whistle, I don't hear it. <laughs> I mean, valid point. I see where you've gone with that. It's a very strange world. I don't hear what I do. No. Monitors. It comes through as live and through your ear monitors. So you get a second delay. So, almost. And it's really really strange that you hear yourself. So, fair play to him, being that that little and Mm. coping and dealing with all of that. Everyone's seen that that clip with Haskell where he's got the the reverb and and he he just speaks word salad. Yeah, but they're slightly different use. You wear ear monitors when you sing so you know you're in tune. So that's why that's the only reason they've got them in. So he knows he's at pitch. Okay. Well, I can tell tune. you one thing: I am definitely not at pitch when no. I referee. <laughs> well, I mean, look, Ireland, Italy. There was a magnificent moment towards the end. Ross Vincent got his debut cap. He did, yeah, pretty cool. Good lad. Well done. Um, for and, him. And, and he actually had a good impact as well. I mean, there's been a few injuries to give him the opportunity, but there was a counter ruck, and he was charging around like a like like Ross Vincent can because he's an, one hell of an athlete. Yeah. yeah. And no controversy. Was that because it was a really good Northern Hemisphere ref, or was it because it was a game that wasn't close and wasn't tight. Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll obviously get onto the controversy bits later, but I, I think sometimes you just get games of rugby where they just play rugby and it just they deal with everything for you. So I think that might have been just one of where those games. Where there's flow. And there's, it, yeah, and, and it just does its thing. Momentum works and then turns yeah. and the game flip-flops, which is natural in a game of rugby. Exactly. So you're a conductor exactly. and, a, and conducting a good spectacle for everyone to watch. Okay, so we're happy, we're happy <laughs> with Ireland. And, no, we're happy. You can see what I'm about to go into. Yeah, aren't you? Can, we're, yeah, happy, we're happy with Ireland and Italy. The, Ian's got a big old rant, but we'll save that because I think we need to look at Scotland and France first. And 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 that game and there's there's a couple of bits within that, isn't there? Well, so, I know you've got some very strong opinions. I was, on this. do you know what? I was so upset. I was, I was really excited. I had a, I had a weekend, and I was like, right, I'm on the sofa. I've got the Six Nations on. Scotland France is set up to be one hell of a game because the, the French have, 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 have got a bloodied nose, and Scotland themselves had a bloodied nose. They started sublime against Wales, were terrible. So they both both teams are like, you need to get better, and you need to do it well. And you're thinking, this is a mega game and then they did the Flower of Scotland and the, the anthem goes quiet and it's just a piper and everybody's singing and you think, oh, get on there, we're going to have a great game of rugby. And it was just, it was like a it was like a wet fart of a game. It was just crap. <laughs> I didn't watch it because there were engineering works on okay. the train into Twickenham. But it was just, it, you, I expected so much and it just didn't really happen. The French, the French are still misfiring. They're quite not on the button. And Scotland, for me, were the better team. But when the game was really in, in, in the, the, the important moments, it was like 50 to 70 minutes where the game was on, and Scotland didn't go for it. It felt like they didn't go for it. And it was, it was exemplified by... Exemplified? It, it, the exemplar was when Finn Russell caught the kick and stood there and waited five seconds, and everybody had... Um, Everybody's uh, du, really Dupont's upset rule. by this. What, du, by Dupont's law, law yeah, yeah. yeah, which has always been a law and hasn't changed, just the interpretation no, but, of it but, has. No, 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 right, let's let's be clear. This has always been in the law book. The man's just read the law book. That's what I said. I said That's it's always it. been a law. It's just but, There's no, no interpretation. But, okay. be, no, but, but there's, all, there's also been a behavioural change because it used to be that if someone put a kick, 
down the field, they would chase their kick and everybody would subsequently be put on side within two or three seconds because you're covering the ground. Now what's happening is because kicks are, are, are more probably more long range they boot the ball and they stay because it yeah. used to you used to have a pendulum system so if I kick the ball I'd chase the ball yeah. Obviously, sorry before you take the mick out of me the kicker would kick the ball and chase so 10 kicks the ball he follows his kick yeah. 15 then drops to receive the next yes. one and they work the pendulum and and, and now it's the the, the the key kicker kicks it and just stays there Yeah. so then nobody can move till the man that's caught the ball so, moves and you have this silly moment where everyone stands still and well that's that's where we, we had the um, interesting change or the interesting in focus on in front of kicker mm-hmm. because you get these very deep kicks and then everybody would advance forward and then all of a sudden you're like oh how did everybody get there so we forgot to send people through mm-hmm. then we went um, hard on it as a referee team teams changed what they were doing so they were sending people through mm-hmm. so then we get now the DuPont law mm-hmm. which has always been there which protects 150 kilo players Oh, yeah, does. so you don't have to uh, run. Rob, Rob, yeah. So my, I'm, I'm the RPA South alumni ambassador, and Rob Vickham is the North one. He put a tweet out going, "Are there any massive forwards thinking? I wish I knew this. And didn't have to, the, the amount of because yeah. sh- we used, to, we genuinely used to do shuttles like kick training. Yeah. So Ricky, Ricky Pella would just be like, right, kick's gone, and you'd have to shuttle, and you just keep shuttling while the kick tennis is going on. Whereas you could have just stood still. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like now. So so right. Firstly, somebody read the law book and it worked. And I think I think this is the beauty of rugby. You look in the law book. How can we bend these these mm-hmm. laws? Which I I, I think make, it makes good rugby. Now we've got to a point now where everybody's like, well, what on earth is this? And we've been here a few times with uh, a couple of things in in sevens, and that got flipped around. But actually, we're in a position now where I think Super Rugby are looking to take on the the law um, change. And see if it works that you effectively now take out the, I think it's the the run five metres and the pass, I believe, mm-hmm. so that somebody's always got to bring them on effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I must admit, I haven't read too in depth on this. And I think it's hearsay just at the moment. Okay. Um, but Super Rugby is always trying to make a spectacle. But, but yeah, correct, correct, and, because they, they and, live in a different world to Super us. And Super Rugby are always going to benefit the attacking team. They, yeah. they want to be- Super Rugby especially wants to benefit attacking intent, which sometimes goes wrong because you get like a 75, 86 result. You've also got them just starting their season now. Yeah. So they can have a full season of mm-hmm. it, whereas we'd be introducing something halfway through so it works really nicely it's a platform for them to to look at they also trialled the 20 minute red card so it it seems a nice platform for them to take things on I I don't want to talk too much about it but Ollie Chesham yet again another 6 foot 5 player getting sent to the Simbin for tackling But we'll come to the England game in a bit. We're still on the Scotland game. So so that's the one point. What I'd like to say, I'll just put a disclaimer in. I think we're having quite a technical episode today. So if you, if you like if you like deep diving, we'll have Stato in a bit later. But this is this is a technical episode. Don't worry, I'll drag it down to my level in a minute. Okay, so you, you're, Ian's getting ready for his run. I think you've actually no, got so, some reasonable so Scotland, answers sometimes. Scotland could have gone for it, and they didn't quite go for it. But um, come, the final, come the final minutes, Sam Skinner, son of Topsham, he picks and goes, he puts the ball down on Miyafu's foot, it slips from Miyafu's foot down to the ground. Nick Berry is unsighted of the grounding, says to the TMO official, um, I, I, my on-field decision is no try. Can you see a reason why I can award the try? No, you've combined two things there. Okay, well, Cox, yeah. tell you God what, Coxie. You. You t- <laughs> so and this is the key the, part that you can't get wrong, is so, the language that Nick Berry uses so, to address his So TMO. here is the point. 
let's allow the expert, because everybody's had a debate. Here is one of the highest ranked officials in the universe. Oh, calm down. Dame of the realm is going to tell us exactly what took place. Coxie, the floor is yours. Right, so you combine two two different bits of protocol there. One from about five years ago and one that's actually relevant now. So it sounds about his playing <laughs> career, really, doesn't yes. it? Um, so he, you, as a referee, will always try to give an on-field decision. So that will either be... I have a ground in, my on-field decision is try, or I do not have a ground in, my on-field decision is no try because... Or sometimes you can be completely unsighted, have no idea what happens, so you can fall over and you can get up and you say, I don't actually know. So those are the three things, but that's very rare, that one. So it tends to be we've got to give definitive either way. Next definitive is I don't have a grounding. I've seen it held up. Is there anything that I've missed when I'm running in that could possibly overturn this? Now, Mm -hmm. the TMO has to have categoric evidence that this is the case. So he has to know or she has to know exactly where that ball is at exactly what point. And then also you've got to know when when the referee blows their whistle and when a ball is grounded. So the referee can have just blown their whistle. We get these stills that happen Mm -hmm. and we say, well, there it is on the floor. But when did the referee's whistle go as well? Mm -hmm. So you've got to know that. And then you've got to look through the footage and you've got to look through all your angles. And you have got to say categorically that you have evidence to overturn what that referee has seen. And in in this instance, they don't have categoric evidence because people have been sending out stills on Instagram, Twitter... They've been going wild about it and saying, well, these stills say that the ball is on the ground. Well, can you put your house and your mortgage on that ball being on the floor with no interruption? And people say, well, there it is, there it is. You, you can't tell me definitively. You cannot tell me so what, what, if it's life or death but, but this, that that this, is this, the case. This is actually the consistency that people are screaming for. Is yes. world, world Rugby have gone, we need to have a decision from the official unless you can 100%, not Correct. 99.9%, not ni- you have to 100% say that ball is over the line or on the line, yep. on the floor, I can see it, it's there. So what you would have had to have uh, there seen... Was a, there was a lot of people saying it was probably definitely. There you go. Probably definitely is not... After, if the, you're gonna after send, the whistle had blown, so it still doesn't tell you the whistle's not gone. Exactly. So you do, you've got all these things in between all of it. And, 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 and it comes back to my other point, rugby is perfectly imperfect. The, the yeah, truth no. is, the truth is, probably was he probably did get it down, but you cannot see having. But it's probably ni- you ni- can't say he probably murdered someone, so I'm going to yeah. send him down for life. But I don't actually oh. have the life. But, oh. but even not even yeah. manslaughter because yeah. you probably think, mm-hmm. and you'd say, of all the things that we've got here, it's probably happened, but we mm-hmm. don't have so, the piece of evidence to really cement cement that. Yeah. So you can't then say, well, yes, it's it's a try because now I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So what you would have had to have had is an angle probably from the spider cam above. But the, the other thing for me is we've got these intelligent rugby balls now. So could they not, like like Hawkeye in the cricket, where they trace it, could we not have an intelligent rugby ball that say that ball was grounded no, at that moment? No, let's not bring more technology in. Let's just leave it to the man with the well, whistle. Look, he didn't see it down. He was in well, as yeah, but good a position as he could but you're have been. In a, but you're, you're in a position now where the world is screaming, including I believe that something's come out in the media today that Scotland have put in a complaint about yeah. it. Yeah, that came out yesterday. Yeah, they, yeah? No, no, oh, no, they'd asked for clarification from it after they didn't believe the right decision was made. <laughs> yeah, well, I can understand Tantamount that. Tantamount to a complaint, but. So I can understand that because we are dealing with very, very fine margins. Mm-hmm. Now, the the only camera angle that, that you probably could have worked with is that, that type of spider cam 
um, look Mm -hmm. because you've got to say, I definitively know, and you'd have to have had one down the line to see if there's anybody underneath it, Mm -hmm. which I would say that the referee's arse is probably in the way of that camera shot because that's where he is. So if he's saying, I don't have a ground in, you don't have a camera angle from the top to to tell you exactly where everything is and where Mm -hmm. everyone is and if there's hands underneath it you're in a position where you say, well, I can't overturn my on-field decision. Because imagine if that then flips the other way and then you get a camera angle and you've got a hand underneath it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, no, no, death Coxie, either I'm, way. I had no skin in the game. I was quite excited. I enjoyed the drama around it. And I think th- th- there's two points for me. One, if you're complaining about a decision in the 80th minute, you should have more in the 79 before mm-hmm. it okay. so that it's not on, on, on a finest margin. And two, the referee made the decision. There's no way, having made his decision with the sight he had, the, the TMO could could overrule it so you stick with the protocols and, and for, for one of the few times we've had a consistency in decision making yep. where you go well that, that's how it's got to be and it's well you, within protocol so I, I'm, and, I'm cool and if you if you as a TMO come outside of that and say well I've got evidence and you don't have evidence mm-hmm. and you're you're guessing mm-hmm. which you it's as a rugby fan it's easy to slip into that then you're you, you're wrong either way so the, you've got to stick by what the what only, thing, says the only thing for me was it was pick and goes pick and goes and you had Alec McHepburn and Sam Mc- Skinner, the two former chiefs who are past masters, and you just—I felt for those boys. That was yeah, anything. and look, I look—it's—it's—it is what it is. And at the moment, the the referees come into focus quite a lot because about decisions and, and things like that. And you go back to that point about technology, and we've got GPS in the balls. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, is there use for that? Well, I would I would have thought you could have had it like yeah, like, like exactly like cricket. You could go, let's go to Hawkeye. Was that ball grounded at the time the whistle before the whistle was blown? It, it won't work within that tolerance, though. Cause there you it was, go. It was the thickness of maybe a hand or a finger or a boot or something. Oh, so you and the grass is a certain length and all those things. So you still can't. You okay. can't. Yeah, well, exactly. So, so this is my point. So I'm a geek. I love technology. Everything I do in my life involves technology. And at this stage here, then why are you so I stupid? Want... I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no comment. So. Uh, I could have been really mean back to Chris then. I, I, but... I, 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 I stored you there. You, you, you obviously got a... Bu- well, we're, we're, no, I was going to be we're mean... We're a family show. We're a family we show. We are a family show, and I was going to be mean to you, but, uh, you know, nature beat me to it. So, <laughs> yeah, so love technology. Sometimes you just want to give that old driving experience back to, you know, having carburetor right. and a wheel attached to... Just, the just to and... finish on this point, because there is technology. There, There is... Somewhere, I'm sure, in the world, there is a possibility... Is that what we want, where we want to go to the finest, finest minutiae of technology that will take even longer, even longer to get through a TMO process to to actually... We're we're coming away from the fact that, like you say, rugby is perfectly imperfect. mm -hmm. There are going to be times where these these are tight margins. These are not howling errors from, from... whatever yeah, it's, it, not, it's not it's, a five yard forward pass that, yeah, 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 so. do, do you know what I mean it's, it's something the, that's so uh, fine let's par- guys let's park no, it no, when no, we go. mega statos do you know the other um, other sport I love to watch on TV I don't watch a lot of I've watched no what, other, what other sport, sport you like to watch? the other sport I like to watch on TV and I watch all the replays of is UFC yeah. because they accept the brutality of it. And do you know when they use technology on the UFC? Yeah. Only two times, to see if they've kicked him in the spuds or he's eye-gouged him. Yeah. Apart from that, it's two men going at it with oh, just two brutality. Well, or two women, women yeah. I love, and I love female um, uh, UFC. Yeah, Molly Meatball's pretty Brilliant. Flash, They're the incredible, bar. incredible athletes. Mm. Uh, and that's it. No well, tech. Just, just on the subject of... Just, on, just, just a quick one on the subject of other, 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 other sports that we enjoy. It was the, uh, it was the NFL and the... Um, oh. 
gosh. And it was the Super Bowl. Our team won, the Chiefs. But somebody somebody commented, um, NFL is like rugby, the musical. (laughs) Who did that? That's fantastic. It was was on Twitter and I just thought that's amazing. Excuse me. Can I just say Mm. that... NFL is probably one of the most complicated things to understand, right? Is it goes on. How long? We, I was watching that, that mm-hmm. Super Bowl for six and a half hours. It's a, third, right? it's, a, it's a 60 minute game, isn't it? 60 minute game, it goes six and a half hours. How are we moaning about rugby taking too long I know. when people, that's one of the biggest sports in the world, mm-hmm. categorically? Average seat price about ten thousand dollars. Did you well. see? Yeah. Did you see that the, there was the player mic on Patrick Mahomes when he made the, the the call for the final play? And honestly, the speed of thought because you've heard about these encyclopedic mm-hmm. playbooks. He comes and he goes like spin blue sixty five red option Z, and they all go walk to the line and do it. And How like, can they hear each other? You? I remember at line out time, like I had a C sixty four processor, and like Tommy Hayes would be like six five two one. I'd be like, hang on, Tom, I just need a moment to process what you've said. And he'd be like, no, we need to get in. I'm like, no, just the moment. And you're looking at the, <laughs> counting on his fingers. Honestly, like Tommy Hayes was like an Apple Mac processor, and and and, and I was like a ZX Spectrum. I was like, you're, you're an analog man trying, yeah, in trying, a digital world, load. weren't you? Casio then, watch calculator. The speed of this thought process from these blokes, like in unison, that, and it was a very simple play, but. Christopher Bentley is why that man's contract is worth $503 million. Mm, true. But it, the other thing for me as well was it wasn't very Hollywood. I wanted him to go, right, guys, this is it. This is the play to win. We've got to no. do this to be the world champs. He just goes, 65, blue, twist, wed, option three. Because they all trust each other ha, ha. and know exactly what they're doing. No, but you want the gravitas. You want the, come but, on, lads, this is it. They have six hours to think about things as well, don't they? They're not like really tired, like they've just run from one scrum to another line out to another scrum. Correct. And they can't work. They've got all this time in the world. They come on and off for for other things. And I love the sport and the spectacle of it, but Mm -hmm. they're not comparable. No, I I think like between the two of them, Mm. like I say, is how can you sit there for six and a half hours, be engaged from start to finish? Well, you're not. The amount amount of adverts that you've got in there. This is why it's rugby the musical. Correct. And we're whinging that the TMO takes 1.3 seconds to get through. So what have you now bought that you didn't know you needed before the Super Bowl? <laughs> For Absolutely all nothing. Ta- Taylor Did Swift you see- t-shirt. <laughs> I bought a Taylor Swift. Did you see um, the, the adverts are like set $6 million for 30 seconds and Kanye West did an advert and he just filmed himself. He went, really? He went, I've, I've spent all the money on the advert so I'm just going to film myself, buy my shoes at yeezy.com. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Not with an advert about paid six million dollars. He goes, got no more money to spend. And the halftime show as well. Oh Oh. my god, Usher. Mm. Unbelievable. All the classics, all the absolute faves Mm. in there. That that in itself as well. Apparently they don't get paid for it. There's an interesting piece um I saw about um redacted history. So Alicia Keys hit a bum note when she started singing. She did, yes. (laughs) But if you try and find that now on the NFL feed, they've they've changed it so it's not a bum note. Wow. So in history, people will think that she started, was actually she got it wrong. Wait until I tell you about half-time at Twickenham. That was nearly oh, such oh a God, spectacle. Is, that's let's, twice he's dropped this Let's in go now. with Coxie's favourite word. Let's segue across to the Twickenham International and the final of our three Six Nations Internationals. England were playing against Wales and Ian was there on the ground. Let's go to a um, roving Ian's reporter, Ian. very upset. Ian, do you, should we talk about the game first or do you want to have your rant now? Let's no, talk about the game first. Okay. okay and I'll, I'll start rant. ranting this as I be get good. into it. This rant better it be really good. Will be, it really will be, I've, honestly. I've enjoyed Stuart Barnes who said the jury is still out on England because they've played two distinctly bad teams and risen to the dizzy heights of mediocrity against both of them. They've won them both but they're still, you know, Borthwick was saying we've had a lot of time to prepare but then 
after the games well, we've only been together for three weeks and the, in his defence there's an element of he had to cobble a team together for the World Cup and do something and the one thing they have got is doggedness they stick in there and they fight and they've it's, it's only the second time in something like 16 years that England have come back from an eight point deficit uh, it was against Argentina in 2002 that they last did this um, but they've come back from a decent deficit and they've, they've done what it takes to win the game and with 13 men on the field Ben L scored a try and if you concede a try with 13 men on the field uh, against you then you deserve to lose my displeasure isn't with the England rugby team oh, yeah you, well we're well, coming we're, back we're, we're to coming that back. No, you've just said you want to talk about the rugby and now you've come back this is your, right one or the other pick which one you want do you want your rant or do you want to talk about your rugby? No, let's talk about the rugby. But I'm exactly. just saying, no, I shut thought, up about I've, your rant and you can have it in a minute. I, okay. I enjoyed the uh, the England side. I thought that they they cobbled together well. Like you say, 13 mm. men on the pitch. They did everything that they needed to do. It was mm. a shame not to see the whole bench run. Um, but, you know, that... that Emmanuel Fibre-Bose. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't... You'd have thought you'd have thrown him on. It was so tight though, wasn't it? Could yeah. have broke the game. Could have broken the game. But potentially in either direction. So what do you do? Do you know? Do you do what you already know and keep going with that, or mm. do you break some sort of momentum and uh, and cohesion that you have with a team? And do chuck you somebody also on? think? I'm, I'm just spitballing this that he's he's in that squad, sat on the bench to wind Gatland up. No, no, I I, I know what you're saying, and yeah. I, but I, I genuinely don't think he is. I think the risk is when you put somebody like him on in the last, say, the last seven minutes when yeah. when England were in the lead, they have had nearly eighty minutes of sat on a bench like a coiled spring, and the chances of them doing something stupid are very, very high. Okay, because mm. there so, was a lot of chat about him. There, in there the was media. a lot of chat, but and because of that, that they makes were winding it up. That because of that chat though, and everything else, that makes him even more. I've got to go and prove like vulnerable. My, I have thing, to yeah. prove myself. Mm. And you know what? He probably actually protected him the, the by not putting him on. The concern is you've got a, a, a load of players coming back into the squad um, for the next game. They've got two week break, so you've got um, Ollie Lawrence, Manitoulangi. Yeah. There's a few others, and it may well be that the that some of the lads that are starting move to the bench, and some of the lads on the bench disappear, and that could include money. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Interesting to see what happens. I'll leave it at that with that one. Uh, so the game itself, um, I thought the, the, the Welsh as a young group they did as well. The man of the match by a mile was Tommy Rafael. Absolute gladiatorial performance wasn't he wow. uh, he was he was really really incredible um, he's a lovely uh, human as well is he is he yeah. nice bloke yeah. Yeah. Really really nice bloke. yeah good good crack Richie, you've got to be paying attention when he's around a breakdown but Richie he's Ma- really good well, there you go really so the one of my that my rant starts with that but the Richie McCorresque I would put him at yeah uh, as in the way that he does things Some, something promising is happening it. it's all going on then suddenly Rafael just emerges and you're like where ball. did you come from uh, yeah. do you know how old he is go on 24 yeah, he'll be retired at 30. Oh, yeah, well, just from the, the, way, way, the, way, the way he throws himself around, yeah. He is not afraid to put his head where no. only boots should go. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really have to be paying attention around a breakdown when he's just yeah. sniffing around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a referee as well as a defending side. Yeah, both. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was or pretty good. Now, um, we are gonna, we're going to go to Ian's rant in a moment, but first we'll have a break and a message from our sponsors, and then we'll return after that. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk. Hi Dave, we've got some great stats this week. We uh, obviously had a busy weekend at Sandy Park with a, a Scarlet's game and with the women playing Sale. 
and uh, a busy weekend also with uh, Twickenham. And we had uh, two lots of Chiefs there because, of course, it was England playing Wales. Yeah, we did. And uh, obviously we had Chiefs with uh, in both the Scotland game and, and the Italy game as well with uh, Ross Vincent making his debut. So um, so a bit really busy weekend of rugby. Um, I thought I'd start with the women uh, who who won convincingly uh, again on uh, on Sunday. We talked last week about sales record at Sandy Park. Yes, you, actually, went for, you went for 38 points. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, was obviously... just reminding you of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was barely halfway there. Um, but yeah, poor old Sale. They've they've conceded 118 points against Chiefs um, in the last three weeks, um, with a with a week off in between, um, where they got beaten somewhere else. And so, uh, so yeah, it's not not been a great time for them. And actually, in that time, they've lost point. They've had points deducted, so they're on fewer points now than they were what the first time they played Chiefs uh, two weeks ago. Um, Another big win for for the for our women. Um, they've got another try bonus point. Last week was the first time they hadn't got one in a long time. Um, but the, this week they were back on that run again. So that's now 32 out of 36 games um, that they've picked up a try bonus point in. And the last time I noticed today, the last time there was a losing bonus point in the Chiefs women's game was uh, back in December, the Gloucester Hartbury game at, um, when Chiefs lost at Sandy Park. So, and since then, they've all been quite emphatic wins. There was an eight-point win, um, but yeah, the rest of them have all been pretty pretty big. So, um, so yeah, we that was the last time that one was there. Um, going on to the Six Nations, as we said, there were a lot of uh, extra Chiefs um, involved, which is great to see. Um, we're going to focus for the second week on the trot on what I'm calling now DAF Watch. Uh, Dafford Jenkins, he's still top of the tree for attacking ruck arrivals. He's now made 68 in the two um, games. Uh, The next most of anyone in the championship is 57. So he's been a busy boy. He's also top for line out takes. Uh, Ethan Roots is actually third on line out takes, which is not bad for a back row. And um, Daf Jenkins is also top 10 for tackles. So he's been putting himself about a bit. Um, but obviously he's not had a great couple of weeks to start um, as Wales captain with two narrow defeats. As I said, Ross Vincent played his first 12 minutes of international rug- senior international rugby at the weekend. So it's great to see him get a debut. So that's uh, three new, well, four new debutants, if you include Hepburn as well, taking their first steps in international rugby. Um, but I think the main thing from the championship at the moment so far is um, it's, it's not really the Six Nations. It's, it's five mediocre uh, nations and then and then Ireland, who definitely aren't mediocre. So they've won their two games by 21 and 36 points, total of 57 points. The other four games in the championship have been settled by three points, one point, four points and two points, a total of 10 points. So um, there really is only seemingly one team in it, although England, despite winning by a total of five points, could still get a grand slam, however unlikely that is. Um, They've just been on fire, haven't they? They really do look like the uh, the team to beat the competition, and I guess the stats don't lie. I mean, that's amazing with Daff, and I guess that's what Gatlin saw in him. You know, he's a, he is a visionary, is uh, or Warren Gatland, and uh, he was looking for his next Alan win, and, you know, I think we found him in, uh, in Daff. And I think the fact that uh, both Gatland and Rob Baxter have so much faith in him is a massive feather in his cap, isn't it? Two of the finest rugby brains on the planet. Yeah. Absolute 
trust in him. We'll go for that. Um, so this week we've got Gloucester away in the cup. Yeah, Gloucester away in the cup up at King's Home. Um, now, the, the Premiership Cup might not be the most glamorous competition in rugby, um, it's probably fair to say, but it has been a great competition for Exeter. So it's not run every year because a couple of times with World Cup years and stuff, they've, they've dropped the, the, the competition. But in the last nine editions, which takes us back 11 years, Exeter have won it three times. They've been losing finalists twice and they've had a losing semi-final as well. And they're already, of course, in the semi-final this year. So that's five finals, effectively, and two, at least two semi-finals. In seven, so seven out of nine editions, they've made the semi-finals at least. And actually, and they've won, they've won five of those semi-finals as well. So it's, it's pretty good. And actually, Exeter's overall semi-final record in the last 10 years or so is almost flawless. Um, this is their 15th semi-final in, since the 13-14 uh, season when they got to the LV Cup final and won it. So that's, this is 11 seasons now. So 15 semi-finals in 11 years isn't bad going by any stretch. They've, what, they've had six premiership finals. They won all of them. Uh, as I say, this will be their seventh domestic cup semi-final. They've won five of those already with, with this one still to come. And there's two Champions Cup semi-finals on top of that. And of course, they won one of those. So it has really been a golden 10 years or so, well, 11 years now uh, for Exeter. And these semi-finals just keep coming. Every time I think I'm putting that semi-final stat away for another 12 months, two years, oh, we won't have to dig this one out again. Um, another one pops up. So, you know, maybe we'll, we'll still get to dust it off in one of the other two competitions this year. Yeah, good. So we're confident going into this weekend. We're good. We've got a break from the Six Nations. And uh, yeah, let's hope for a, a great weekend of rugby and see some uh, slightly different faces out on the pitch. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm going on Saturday. So um, absolutely hope so. Brilliant. Well, it's a great place. The the new 4G pitch, well, it's not new. It's a few years old now. Won't, uh, won't work at our advantage uh, in some ways. But uh, Lucy, know the game will be on and it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Perfect Valentine's Day date for Mrs. Church. So, um, all the best. Oh, you old romantic. So, brilliant. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that, Dave. We will catch up with you next week after we've uh, beaten Gloucester and we can uh, and we can see what happens uh, stat-wise from that. Two locks and a cocks. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk Well, that was interesting for Statman and a nice message, so I think everybody's been waiting for this. We've sort of gone through the games. I think it's time to let Ian loose. Ian, you want to have a rant? Let's hear it. I would rather watch rugby on my television than go to Twickenham at the moment. It was like engineering works on the way there, meant two hour delay. That's fine. I'm over that. Get there, get in the stadium. That's not Twickenham's fault. It's poor planning from from them with everything else. Get into the stadium. That's good. We find our seats nice and early. Were you in the sober section? No, I wasn't oh, in the sober yeah, section because there are a lot Some, of people. Somebody it, chinned four pints. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I'm not wasting it." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my no, my section definitely wasn't sober, although it might as well have been as we talk about half time as I come to that. So get seated, ready for the game. That's all great. Where were you? So I was in the middle tier M4. Mm. So I was on the middle tier on the twenty two. Not in the expensive seats. No, they were, were hundred. 
They're, they're not bad. They're £145. You went with friend of the pod, Annie Reid, didn't you? I did, Annie Reid, yeah. yeah. Commercial director of Princess Yachts. So, so, you know, proper proper highfalutin. £143 a seat. So okay. me, me and Catherine, Annie and her friend Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So we're there like that. Shaking up the ambiance. That's all good. National anthems <laughs> ambiance. go. Ambiance. <laughs> Sorry, it's a French word. Um, so, uh, the anthems are fantastic. We, uh, I, I love the Welsh national anthem. And then the English one comes on, all of that. The game kicks off. So we're there like that. I've got ref link on because I, I, I love hearing what's going on and you can't always tell ref links on so I'm listening to the referee so it's looking good uh, we make a great breakthrough we have a line out the very very first sort of big decision he's got to make Tommy Raphael as you refer to there comes straight in the side right in front of him like right over there. we're looking down at it right in front of him like okay let's see what happens here next thing we have a decision that uh, he's run round and he's turned the ball over so he's now running the side collapsed a driving mall turned the ball over the ball goes back the way I'm like oh well we're at the start this this isn't too much of a problem the game goes on a little bit further and then all of a sudden we have a few incidents on here James stop the game James stop the game I'm like oh my word so the TMO's jumped in uh, here because the uh, the Welsh prop's gone down on one knee so I'm now trying to work out the Welsh prop's name and he's called Go Compare I'm like what? so somehow the Welsh have been allowed to write their sponsor's name on the top of the shirt and write the player's name beneath the number how does that even happen? they're all called Go Compare <laughs> is this going to be like just a five minute run? Yeah, no, is I'm coming towards my point here so now we have the TMOs jumped in and I'm thinking wow oh my word someone must have done, like, got shot here if he's coming like that there's something here so the English TV director then all of a sudden becomes French and almost refuses to give the TMO the angles that he's looking for so he's going oh, I haven't got the angles so someone from the RFU no they were having trouble getting the angles on the screen yes but but that's, that's a bit like different. that no it's like he wasn't going to show him the angles he wanted so meanwhile the RFU have decided to make rugby more appealing they fire up this like band of Mexican guitar and drummers and god knows what in the corner so we're trying to make a crucial decision on someone whether they've been shot on the pitch or not and this band is playing you can't hear everything else the stadium starts booing which I I don't know whether you heard or whether they do this because we're spending and it seemed like minutes for the for these angles to be uh, to oh, no, be, I was watching on at home it, and it was ridiculous it was like that so the stadium's booing this band's going mental everyone's like booing the ref and all this time and that because it wasn't you know because the team do you know do this this is an awful position to be in as a referee and a team okay, no, and, and, and I've got full empathy for that which is why I'm not going to send in my invoice let for the go. tickets he's, he's going let him yeah, go okay, um, right. so then we get there I wanted to explain a little bit why it took and then and then the <laughs> thing that we see is a is a penalty at absolute worst so the referee now has no other choice to make here apart from oh my word we've had this delay we've had this i've got to do something i'm going to give him a yellow card and we're going to put it to the bunker so at least that so it goes to the bunker the bunker get the card within about a minute they've gone no it was only a yellow it definitely wasn't a red because of that and that kind of stole loads of momentum because we were on the front foot there a few minutes later um uh, you've got itoji on the ball or on a driving wall right on our line so it is in the danger zone I know that, uh, and their momentum's moving forward so far that so fast that it comes down, uh, and it could have been down to uh, the six. So I don't have a massive this, problem with that. Is, is the, and then there's a penalty try. Momentum stolen again in the score there, and it just didn't. Why is the, the momentum game... stolen when you sack of Maul? Because we're why, now why down are you to... turning around saying that, that you are put, you're pinning this on the officials of stealing the momentum no, 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 for giving a penalty try? That was if it you a penalty sack try. Of... 
If you sack them all... He didn't sack them all. He was already on the ball. He went down with momentum. Say he did sack it, and that's fine. He's gone to the bin. So we're now down to 13 men. Yeah. And then just everything What's was just point? stop, start, this is, this is an stop, in- oh, no. so Ian, start. Basically, Ian's saying, and, and we've, already, we've already alluded to something earlier with the UFC. The UFC is, is one of the fastest growing sports and everybody loves it because it's unrepentant. And Dana White is like, there was a bloke that was saying some really anti-Semitic things. And uh, he said, well, look, we're not going to stop him. Someone go and knock him out. And, and, and they're unrepentant in their, in, in their they, they, they like their violence and that's it that's what that's what they're about if you don't like the violence don't watch it rugby union at the moment is in this really difficult place there was a cracking column in the guardian that was written uh, a couple of days ago and i recommend everybody subscribes to um the, the, the guardian uh, weekly um, newsletter because you get you get these columns uh, but irrespective of so rugby doesn't know what it is because at the moment you've got right on the one hand, it's it's let's get everybody in and get them as drunk as possible. But on the flip, we're going to have an area where you're not allowed to drink. We're going to have a mariachi band. We're going to play this music and try try and generate an atmosphere. But at the same time, don't be too boisterous. And and it it needs to either decide what what it wants to be. It's trying to be a broad church, trying to be everything to everyone, and you can't. If you really want to succeed, you pick your niche and you go. That's who we are. That's what we're about. And, I and have Ian, heard. I think Ian went with a with a. I want to go and have a big jolly, get drunk, have the rugby flow in, and 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 unfortunately, it was a staccato game at one. Point Point, there was six minutes to set three scrums. Six Half minutes. time comes, they try and turn the place into an Ibiza nightclub. Yeah, yeah I heard. Well, I and heard. Like, about, oh. and, and this is, so I heard uh, there was. Uh, right. So, so not just attacking the, the referees, but it was the whole experience that probably made that seem worse. Right. Okay. Well, let's let's break so this down. So, so it doesn't I, know what it is. Yeah. No. Okay. I I understand that point. Let's break this down. When the technology breaks and it cannot go on the screen, you are helpless as a referee. You are helpless as a TMO. The TMO has no control oh. over. No, no. Let me let me finish this point. The TMO has no control over these these going on the screen. So when you say to your TMO, BP, put that last angle on. You're not. You're talking BP. to the director, BP Brendan Prickerall. Oh. Is the the last TMO? I, mean, I wouldn't think. No tempo. I like tempo or, or tempo. And Friend you say, a hey, tempo. Put that. Instead, you've got tempo for an international, haven't you? Next year, yes, next international. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so. When you're when you're actually talking to the TMO, unless you're talking about the the actual decision itself, you're you're asking for the replays to the either the controller that's next to them that is controlling those replays or to the director. When you stood there and you're saying that momentum gets taken out, not my problem. The referee didn't ask the TMO to check. Oh, no, in. no, Coxie, I think I think the thing for you is you're picking one of the issues. Ian's whole Twickenham experience. No, but then was he goes to, goes to the next one, is saying about sacking a mall. If you think it's the mall's been sacked, it's been sacked. So then you go under and you 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 give a penalty, try a yellow card, and that's what happened. That's the end of it. It's a decision that's been made. It's not sucking the momentum out. That's what the players the players are there. The, the referees just just refereed it. But you can't do anything about momentum being killed when it doesn't come up, and you want the referee to look at it. Of course, Timo's going to come in. It's a piece of foul play. How foul, how foul was it then? Yeah, but if it's a piece of foul play and he's identified TMO, it as a piece of foul play... If the TMO sees it as a piece of foul play... It's got to go up on the screen. So it. it was just the whole experience of it. No, I've got you and then, I'm feeling your and frustration. And, it's been, and it's, been, it's been reflected through the media, through a lot of people discussing how it's very confused at the moment at Twickenham. They, they don't quite know how to generate their atmosphere. Yeah. And, and the other the other stadiums have got it. They know what they're doing. They give a, a, a specific experience to the people that yeah, go yeah. and they know what they're going to get. Whereas at Twickenham, you've got this... this this challenge because you've got the Red Chino Brigade that have gone through multi generations. Oh, oh, I'm going to the Rugger and we're going to have a show in the West Stand car park. But you've also you're trying to grow it and bring a different audience through, and they don't quite know who they're appealing to. 
Yeah. Are, are they are they appealing to the core demographic, which which you know, no disrespect intended, is quite gammony, or are you going to try and bring new people in, and the new people are going, well, I want EDM and I want this and I want that and I want up somewhere I don't have to drink, and 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 whereas the core demographic, no disrespect, and they're going, I want to get drunk, I want to have a crack, I want to have a bit of a party. And a £600 experience for the two of us. Yeah. Okay, carry on your rant. No, that, that's it. That's it. Because, you know, I, I just, I think the whole the whole game just d- didn't flow at all. And, and I knew he's new in and we've was, got to bed these uh, new people in. But then he has to have more support. I don't know how we can what, get I, more I, support. I, I, agree, I agree with Ian. This, was, this, was, this promised so much as a weekend of rugby and it was just a bit crap. I don't think he was the right ref for that game. Oh, we're going back was, to the ref again. I think oh, it was one well, step too far. Let me. So I want to give a few shout-outs. A uh, friend of the pod, Catherine Kavanagh, put a brilliant tweet, and I'm, I'm going to quote this verbatim. Attack and abuse the officials all you like. They're just messengers. World rugby and its endless myopia has contrived this mess. No sport should need legal expert analysis at every breakdown. And I think that... Fully agree with that. ...summarises sort of the position we're at at the moment, that we've had a really technical pod today talking around specific decisions. And if we're in that that place, we've lost. And the the referees are not at fault. They're the messengers. The TMO jumping in, saying there's foul play, he's been given a directive. Any shots near the head, you've got to flag it up. Can, so, so can it's not I, on him, it's on World Rugby. Yeah, and can, I, can I just say, we take World Rugby out of that statement, yeah. we'll take all the unions out mm-hmm. of that statement. If you go back to that Scotland game and that decision on the TMO, it's not World Rugby, it's not the RFU, it's not the SIU mm. that are stood there mm. on Twitter yeah. baiting the, the referees. Mm-hmm. It's Joe Public. Yep. So we we either, like, like you say, we, we either want a game of rugby or you want forensic analysis. And yep. I can tell you now, if you want forensic analysis, you to want to talk about momentum coming out of games, there'll be 40 plus penalties and you'll go nowhere. Oh no, Coxie. I'm, oh yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Do, I'm, do, 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 but I'm just saying the contrast. I'm, I'm the advocate of the perfect imperfect. Look, rugby yep. union, it has to be a bit wrong. The, the issue is, as the stakes are increasing, as it's now £170 a ticket, that's the people, issue. you know, life, livelihoods are on the line. When it was an amateur game, and, I, and I'm a dinosaur, when it was an amateur game and you play for the love of it and afterwards you can have a boat race and a crack, now it's so important. Yeah. But, well, there's but, a lot of money involved in it. It's difficult. It's difficult. There's a lot of money involved. So I've in not it. tweeted or ranted about any of this. I've come to talk to here because I know that you'll put me right on the things that I'm wrong on. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I think I think it's a valid point. I, I think as a punter, I speak for you, the common people. You are you are a punter. I like I, I understand that. Um, Twicken is still getting eighty plus thousand people in there. Mm-hmm. So there's some, if, something's if, right. It funds the whole game. Twickenham Internationals fund rugby union correct. in England. Correct. And yeah, and I, I get the frustrations in it. And you do have to try and get that balance. But what does that balance look like when we've got very different demographics and want very mm. different things at the moment? And they're trying their best to work it for everyone. And I get that, that something happened with the, the non-drinking area or, mm-hmm. or whatever they've categorised that as. And he chinned four pints to say, I'm not going to waste it. I think it did say quite clearly when you were originally buying them, I am in a non-drinking <laughs> But, yeah, but if you repurchased a ticket off a friend and they didn't tell you that, yeah. But that that you can't you can't blame the people in the RFU that are trying to are trying to make this an inclusive game. And mm-hmm. and I I get you're getting this contrast and this this paradox of the two at the moment. But mm-hmm. I, you've got to do something. You want more people to be involved. You want more people to be comfortable in the environment. And and some people don't want to drink they don't want to be around leery rugby people that are drinking so I, I see why those things are there but if you're if you're not paying attention to what category your ticket's in you can't go blaming other people for that okay. and chinning four beers 
I think that's Hercules. I could not chin right, for just, just to I want one final, because we've had stat man already, but I've got a really good stat, and I'm going to throw it to you guys. And this just shows how Ireland are head and shoulders. In their last 12 games, this is from Russ Petty. Uh, on the last 12 games, France have conceded 27 tries, Wales 32, Scotland 33, England 34, Italy 57. In the last 12 games, how many tries have Ireland conceded? None. Six. 12 12 I don't know <laughs> 12 tries nearly, nearly, nearly a third less than anybody else it's bonkers it's good defence uh, yeah but th- this is the one thing that upset me was um, Dan Bigger and I've, I've written about this in Express and Echo this week Dan Bigger said um, a big old tabloid defence <laughs> defense and, defense and discipline wins internationals and, and I'm thinking I hate that I want to see attack winning I wanna, yeah, exactly. I attack you could never you, I think that's the thing with football and rugby isn't it a lot of football you can actually get ahead and then play defensively rugby's an attacking game you can't not attack for 80 minutes mm-hmm. but can I can I just say some of those defensive efforts from some of those teams have been phenomenal oh immense phenomenal. absolutely immense mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. you can't you can't doubt that Ireland's defence at the moment are like brutal, they are brutal and organised. Likewise, England was was incredible yeah. because you watched and Wales kept, kept trying to come through, and they were over the halfway line, oh. and they ended back nearly on their twenty-two. Final, at one final, final point. At, final the same, point no, on at the, the same time, can I just ask this? If so, you're saying that it should be about attacking rugby. Surely you can't have attacking rugby without defence, and you can't have defence without attacking rugby. No, but it was it was the emphasis of if you want to win internationals. He said it on the commentaries. If you want to win international, it, internationals are different from club rugby. It's all based on discipline and defence. And I'm thinking, I know, no, I think, I think, no, I want to be on attack. I think the point is is the discipline bit. Mm-hmm. It's all about the discipline because you you look at teams that are defending. Your discipline is. Yeah. Worse. I, I actually had a brainwave that, oh because the, well, no, because like, you know, you used, to, you used to have like um, the finishers. We're going to call them the finishers. I think they should change the name. Defense coaches should now be called discipline coaches, because ultimately, <laughs> d- d- discipline <laughs> defense is all about like keeping the line, not shooting, staying with your teammate, having faith in the man inside. You're not getting, putting hands in the ruck, so it, it all sort of fits. And I just thought that would be a nice little innovation. I think that Wales side didn't give away a penalty in the first half. I think yeah. it was the second half until it, they gave away a penalty. But isn't it interesting that that Finn Russell sort of two weekends ago? Said Said people were doing things. I told them not to do it in mm-hmm. the breakdown. And they still did it. Mm-hmm. So it does. It does come down to that. Fatigue. Don't stick your hands in things. That's what yeah, but it's, but it's okay. but it's about oh, still being final, able to think about final it. Final point. Final point. Wales are chasing the game. England have got the um, rush defence, and you've got to try and play through it or round it. They went for the kick. Rio Dyer caught the kick. George Ford runs straight underneath him. Submarines him. Should that have been a yellow card penalty? Did you see it? Uh, I don't know. Right I at didn't... the end of the game. It was the last no, play was, of the game. Was... Rio Dyer is about eight foot in the air, catches the ball, and Ford doesn't make an attempt to tackle him, just barges into him. The ref goes, Are you in such game over? That'll do. And I just thought, Ooh. I know, and I know we've said the whole, you should have done it in 79 minutes, but it was a, it was a proper call that just was like, oh, we'll let No, I didn't see that. I only saw people moaning about the Elliot Daly pass or the Elliot Daly try and the what, pass. From that their led TV up to... angles. Yeah. The camera, the Again, go back yeah. to definitive. Can you definitively tell me that that's forward? Yeah. No, you can't. His hands are pointing backwards. Da, 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 the camera angle, yeah. Okay, move on from that. Right, let's get to local <laughs> rugby. get into that. So oh, the, no. the women absolutely battered sale, 64-5. Bradley on her 50th game. Ailey Sinclair got three and C-Mac back in the habit with two tries. Um, any, uh, I think it's just a procession for the women on that one. It was, it, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was unfortunate though because they, they played them twice on the bounce, like quite, like, Close together. Close together. Well, that's yeah. it was a frozen game. That's it. Yeah, it's difficult. Well, mind you, I played a game with the men once, and we we um, we battered Otley at uh, it was the county ground, like forty five ten or something, and I was gobbling off. And it was it was it, it was again. It was one of these we had to go and play them. The we'll see you next week. We'll give you another battering, and we're up there, and they beat us. 
Uh, we had Carlo Damasco was the referee, and he was warming up for a Six Nations game, and he he made a thing about. Oh my goodness! Um, it, it was hysterical. Cross Green, and they had Justin Ring, Mark Luffman, and um, oh, I can see Chris Fullman front row, like real hard hard heads, and they had J- Jason Oakes um, second row, and Howard Parr, who was a Navy man, who was hard as nails, and it was a proper battle. I think Mark Luffman is now at Sale Women. I Is think, he? yeah, I think so. He had, I had one of the worst ever when I was at Oral, and we played Leeds when they were a moneyed club, and Oral were really struggling, and we were at Headingley, and we scored off a line-out set play, like first minute, like yeah, get it, you're having it, and then every time they scored, they, they beat us about fifty to seven. Every time they scored, Mark Luffman came and stood in front of me and just went, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> it's a dominant game though isn't it i mean what 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 are they really really learning from that to then go into a more competitive game next week you, you're big on this aren't you in yeah, 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 really, really but i think that that's really that. hard with this that they, they do a run over game then and then in a couple of weeks time the next game's harlequins isn't it yeah, no. and that's a that's a big game because because Harlequins started the season really badly and now they're they're playing much much better. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. No, no, I th- I think game time is the important bit, mm. and you know what it's like when when you go through quieter periods and and what have you. You want to rotate squads around. So there's an opportunity to play different people in different combinations. I think actually, yeah, you you have to have those at times. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think the league itself. Um, Loughborough got beaten by Leicester, mm. which I think was not a part of the script. And great for Leicester because they're this is Very their first season, Leicester. so yeah, I think they're they're going through a little bit of hardships at the moment with with money. Yep. Um, so I think it's good for them to to sort of get that energy back up and and get get back to to a win. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the the Saracens Harlequins Harlequins ran them very close, yep. which was a very good game. Um, so yeah, so I think good official there. Behave honestly, mm. stop. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think the, the league's then, the league's hotting up. It's nice. It's, it's nice to see some some different wins and, and yeah, what have you. Well, I still maintain the top four. The top four. And I think Chiefs. I think Chiefs women will go to Saracens for a, to play Gloucester in the final. I'm calling that now. Good call. Okay. Yeah, we'll call it now. And moving on to the men, they um, they saw Scarlets off 57-19. I was upset when I saw the team list because Chiefs had I think it was 16 subs. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you, he's, Rob's obviously got to get a lot of ga- game minutes got into guys' legs. seven weeks off, love. Yes, I know, I know. So they've got to rotate these poor puggers around. Well, yeah, they nice need... to see some names back, because well, um, Chopstick came back, didn't he? Chapstick came back. Will, Rig- oh, yeah, Will Riggs on fire. Scored he's two just tries been on debut. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's actually got the pizza franchise, which is really nice. He does yeah. in Bridgewater. Yeah, I, I like those pizzas. And uh, Will Beckinsall was back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Norrie scored three tries. Jack Yendall scored two. So I'm imagining the all went well. Yeah, I quite like Max Norrie. I think he's a he's a good lad. Another chopsy hooker. He's not well. What do I know of him? He's quite quiet. He's, oh, is he? He's, yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a uh, down the line, you know. Okay. He's not like Jens. Jens for me is a brilliant. The club need to keep him in an ambassadorial role. I think he's ace. Yeah. He speaks really well. Gets the culture of the club entirely. And I think they'd be daft. He's, he's still got years left in the tank. He could. I'd, I'd have had him in the England squad, but I think he's ace. And who's the new player? Who is he from? Will Rig. Will Rig. On fire. On, Your yeah. defence is terrified. From Coventry, yeah. isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Coventry, yeah. well, Matt Kvezic is there. Will Chudley. Decent yeah. setup. They're getting like 4,000 crowds in as well. They're, they're really making a noise. Yeah, I think they've stalled a little bit in the league. Though. They have, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Which is quite... Well, talking of stalling in the league, Albion lost yeah. 31-3 at basement side sale. Who? 
That's Albion done and dusted for their push. Well, they started so well, Chris. They did, didn't they? You're so sad, aren't you? I, well, I feel for the lads because it's a, it's a good group of guys, and and Plymouth is a sleeping giant of a city. needs to, needs to be pushing. The only, the only thing is possibly with this Prem Two rumored, they might. They, I think they're, they're in conversations about possibly joining that. But it's hell of a stadium, though. Yeah, and then Devonport Services they beat Lydney. 38-18 and they put, they've opened up a six point gap because my team Chew Valley they got a they only got a four point win so that's Have you ever shame. played at Lydney? Do you know what? I have with Exmouth Oh and, yeah a proper and we, we had a proper proper ding I got yellow carded for scrapping and it was yeah. and it was a real they didn't like you Yeah yeah. that's where Barnsley does his charity match every Yeah year. but it's Foresters isn't it they're, they're a bit Yeah yeah. yeah and going over that bridge to get to them mm. <laughs> I, I I was really up for the battle, but but the, it was it was I was too much up for the battle. Yeah, I can imagine that as well. I've seen you. Too no, much. I was ter- I was terrible when I got when I got towards the end of my career. I was terrible. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with I that. I was just I was I was not a nice person. That's that's pretty much why I stopped. You were a bit of a plonker, yeah. But well, we I, I'm, I'm not tough. I'm, I'm a, I'm <laughs> wow. A... Come on, you what? can't look at me like that and say wow. He was a bit of a plonker. Okay, agreed. Yeah. Mm. Guilty yeah. as charged. But we still, we still love you. Yeah, so you, okay. were, you were our plonker. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> you know how plonker. you love justifying someone yes. who goes, he is a bit of a, but he's ours. Little, yes. <laughs> little bit of um, housekeeping from me. Dates for your diary. March the 22nd, Will Carling is appearing at Sandy Park as part of an Age UK fundraiser. Uh, May the 10th, it's the Exeter Chiefs end of season dinner. They got one a hell of an MC That's, for that. Yeah, crikey. Uh, Steve the Pirate's Parrot. 47 years and he's yet to receive a Valentine's card. Hard luck, Steve. And fan of the pod, Joseph Dixon, 28th, Monday the 20th of Feb. He's hosting a quiz at the Standoff Pub. If anyone wants to go to that, I'll be there. I'm going to put a team in. Got a break. Do you want to, do you want to come a team with me? Yes. 28th Feb. Do you want to be a team with me? Yeah, good on. Should we do a team for that? Monday yeah, night? Because Yeah, we're, we're going to have a... Right, so there's two locks and a cox team in for Joe Dixon's quiz at the Standoff. If you want to try and take us on, we're going to take We are going to come a solid oh, last. Oh, and, and there is a stop the press. Stop the press. Uh, I have confirmed on July the 18th, Thomas Waldrum, I'm flying him back from New Zealand and I'm going to have him over here. You are flying. I'm are flying you aware of... Right, firstly, I want to be in business class, won't I? No, God, no. He's, go, he's going in the animal Have you ever been in cattle class going out to New Zealand? Yes, three times, Coxie. Three? I've done three tours in New Zealand, yes. And you were, you were in you. cattle class, not premium economy? No, no just box standard. Wow. Dead easy. I, mate, you, you long-haul flights, you can drink for free. If you have four or five cans of beer, you'll fall asleep. It's always did. Learned fall asleep for about five hours. you still got another 20 to go. It's fine. No, <laughs> you, you, do, you do that too, because you do two flights. So I was used to flying to Japan. And it was ace. So I, I went when I was 20 years old. I went when I was 26. I went when I was 27. I did, I did, That's yeah. how when you're not funded by world rugby, people get around Don't the world, Coxie. Don't you start giving me the side eye the on da- that. No. She's Don't the dame of the start. realm. Look, we started with dame of the realm and we're finishing with dame of the realm. <laughs> Coxie always turns left when she gets on planes. She didn't even realise there's a right-hand turn. She Excuse didn't know me, what can the, I just the say, up to. actually, business class, you can go right as well as left. So stick that in your pipe. Actually, uh, left is more often than not first class and I don't go in first class. I've flown first class once. Have you? Yeah. I've never flown first class. I've broken my leg and it was the only way I could come home. I had to have a life like that. Oh, from Bermuda. Is that, yeah. the, from Bermuda. Is that the one where you fell over in the airport? Oh, wait. No. I was in the right state, yeah. This six foot seven oath on crutches and you slipped on your crutches, didn't you? And you yeah. went down like a sack of poo. Yeah, I ended up having to get a bipper because I was no good. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine this. I remember visiting you as well, and you were on your sofa, and you hadn't moved for about four days. No, I took a three. I took a three-week holiday. I said to Faye, "I'm I'm going to just take a load of morphine and just have three weeks off." 
and I just sat on the sofa. You did, yeah. And the I only can... reason I stopped taking the morphine was because it's really difficult to poo. Really? Morphine clogs you right up. Like oh, codeine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was very and, yeah, and when you, you... Bro- try if you straighten your try and do a poo with a straight leg, it's really difficult. <laughs> but you had that little wheelie trike thing. Yeah, my yeah bipper, which my he put his knee on. That's what we're talking <laughs> That's about. That's what you call it. He tried to because he was bored. He invited me over. Do you want to come over and have a morphine party? I was like, uh, no, I'm all right, thanks. I'll just come over and talk to you. Ten minutes in, Chris, the manic depressant. I was like, I've got to go. I've yeah, just, okay. You've just taken any fun in me I ever had out. <laughs> yeah, give, give him a bottle the of Vimto. Mood, he'll be all right. He wasn't no, into I, Vimto then. I rehab. I rehabbed like a boss because towards the end of my you career, did, especially, which actually surprised me. No, I was, I was, I was always getting injured, and and I realised that rehab was important, and I've always been good at. Towards the end, I was very good at rehab, so I knew exactly what to do. Bones healed fine. I got full. I'm one centimetre off on my um, knee flexion compared to the other, with it with I think I got six screws and two plates in my ankle. That's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. Well done. So, um, also, PWR is taking a break this weekend, but the weekend after it's back again. Um, I get tuned in. Chiefs are at home. Yes, they are. With the two teams with their points deduction because they didn't meet the... Uh, oh, I know, the EQP. The but EQP. we knew it was happening, didn't And we? they did admit it, yes. Yeah, Sale went, did. we're not going to make it. But yes, yeah, Sale and Leicester both deducted five points. Correct. Okay. But there's, there's also no relegation. So at the moment, oh. we're, they're safe. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that, that the RFU will probably take back to the drawing board. This is the random bit at the end of the pod where we all have brain farts. Remember yeah, yeah, yeah. things yeah, that we've forgotten. The, yes. the, the, one, the one thing we have forgotten is uh, it's the Premiership Rugby Cup, that really well-titled cup competition where Ealing are home, home against Leicester, but the magnificent Chiefs are playing away at Gloucester. Yes. So hopefully Will Rig will still be on fire and we'll score five tries and Chiefs will beat Gloucester at Gloucester. I think Chiefs will beat Gloucester. Although we will do. The stats, we, we went through the stats earlier and the stats don't lie. Okay, so Chiefs, Chiefs will beat Gloucester, and I think Ealing could. If I think Ealing could edge Leicester, I think, I'm, I'm, I, have you got a strong Leicester team? Uh, well, Leicester are going to miss a few players with England, and I think that they'll enter into the spirit of the competition and run. No, they won't because they've got six weeks off. They're going to run a full gun team, aren't they? I still think Ealing, Ealing are running away with the championship. I think it'll be a tight game. They've got a chance. They really do have a chance. It'll be mm-hmm. a good game to watch. Okay. Right. Uh, any other business, Sarah Cox? No. Any other business, Ian Dunstan. Please like and yeah, uh, add well, your like pod and as a favourite. Like oh, and yes, subscribe. Oh yes, we always forget to do. I know we do. This like is why I'm subscribe. saying I'm having all yeah. sorts. Like and subscribe. Like and you subscribe. listen and to your start, podcast. We are starting to get messages. Brad, the, Brad at radiox.co.uk. If you want to get in touch, if you want to have any interaction with this pod, let him know. We're only getting messages to, to correct you that I'm not a dame. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X with Exeter Chiefs. Things are heating up in the Premiership as the Chiefs take on Newcastle Falcons on Saturday the 23rd of March. Book your tickets today at tickethub.exeterchiefs.co.uk.